Welcome to the Space Doll Podcast. You're listening to our Space Talk. Every week on the Space Talk, we're joined by space experts and enthusiasts from across the globe to have fascinating conversations about all things space. This is a recording of our live show of Season 3, Episode 5, Spaceport Cornwall, with Education and Outreach Manager David Pollard. Along with Stephen Ringler, CEO and founder of Space Store, they discuss the latest and greatest projects at Spaceport Cornwall, the exciting future ahead with launches including Virgin Orbit, Cornwall's local space developments, and how Cornwall can be a serious player within the space. The Space Store is also available to watch in wonderful Technicolor, along with all of Season 1 and 2 on the Space Store YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Space Store Live. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited as well to, to speak to all of you guys about the developments down here. Great, great. Well, you know, um, we're going to have some time for those of you who are joining us for the first time. We're going to have some time for some Q&A. Uh, with Dave a little bit later. Um, we're going to you know, take your questions. So if you, you write them in the chat, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, uh, we'll get those and we can ask them. I've also got some questions I'm going to ask them too. But uh, Dave, I understand you, you came with a little bit of a presentation to give us an overview. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a presentation ready. I'm not in control of the presentation, so I may be saying next at certain times just to move the slides on. Um, but yeah, happy to go with that whenever you're ready. Perfect. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you, um, Dave. Um, please uh, uh, take it away and tell us all about what's going on down in Cornwall and the new space sector developments that are taking on down there. Um, over to you. Great. Thanks, Steve. Um, so yeah, my name is uh, Dave Pard. Uh, as Steve said, I'm the Education Outreach Manager um, at Spaceport Cornwall. So my sort of day-to-day -day job is um, speaking uh, quite often to students um, about the opportunities within the space sector, uh, both locally and nationally. And as you're probably aware, it's quite an expanding um, sector and it's a very exciting sector. Um, I love the job that I do. Um, my background is um, through business management um, and education. And my previous role was for an organization called the Careers Hub. Um, and uh, I worked with schools in the local area and businesses to try and make a connection between the two. Um, and one of my uh, main roles was working with the space sector to help engage the space sector with, with local education. Um, so, the, so then when an opportunity arose at the spaceport, um, I jumped across um, about six months ago and it's been such an exciting journey. Um, so happy to come on to the next slide. Um, so our motto at Spaceport Cornwall is uh, launch our future um, and today I, I hope this will be about launching your future or maybe launching um, the future of, of children that you may have or people that you may have just to just to make them aware of the developments of the space sector. Um, I've got a short video to show you um, next um, and, and this happened last month um, and it's really exciting for us and I'll explain why it's particularly exciting um, after the video. LC, this is LDN Control Room. We are currently on track uh, for our nominal timeline, and our current uh, drop time as listed in Trillion is 1925 UTC. Planet Control Room, flight crew has been boarded the aircraft. 
Cosmic Girl, this is Orbit Base. You are go for takeoff. Copy. Go for takeoff. Altitude 3000. And Orbit Base, Cosmic Girl is starting to turn to the inbound. Pulling now. Pull. Pulling. Release. Release, release, release. Release. This is ignited. Confirm Newton 3 engine startup. Max Alpha cheating. TVC's in first stage looking good. We had a pretty awesome view up here. Max Q Alpha achieved. Stage one burn nominal. Stage set break wise broken. Newton force startup complete. Covered and we are now returning to base. Bearing brake wires broken. Launcher one's in space. Sounds like the blue sky is one This is Radiohead on control. Mauritius has confirmed acquisition payload separation confirmed. So that was a video from Virgin Orbit um, from their successful test launch um, in January 2021. And that's been 10 years in the making from, from sort of concept um, through to that launch. And that is the exact same technology that they're going to be bringing to the UK, um, to Spaceport Cornwall. Um, and they are um, our launch partner. And we will be their European launch site for their small satellites. Um, so we were extremely excited to see that. Um, so I'll go on to tell you a little bit more about um, who Spaceport Cornwall are, uh, and what we do. Um, so Spaceport Cornwall is going to be based at uh, Cornwall Airport Newquay. If we go on to the next slide. Um, and Cornwall Airport Newquay has been chosen because it's got one of the longest runways in the UK. Um, it's got a largely uncongested airspace and it's got almost direct access over the sea. And that, that direct access over the sea is extremely important when we're looking to, to launch rockets, um, particularly for safety. Um, and it's a, it's a collaboration between Cornwall Council, the UK Space Agency, Virgin Orbit, Goon Hilly Earth Station, and Cornwall uh, and Alza Silly Local Enterprise Partnership. Um, it itself has been in the making for sort of six to eight years. I think um, initially when the UK were looking for um, spaceports around the UK, um, Nuki kind of put a tentative hand up to say, yeah, we could potentially look at it. Um, and, and it was chosen because of all of the assets that it has. You may be aware there's a couple of other spaceports um, looking to be developed in the UK. There's a couple in Scotland um, and there's another in Wales as well. Um, if we go on to the next slide. Um, I've now got a short video to show you, um, which will tell you a little bit more about who we are and what we're planning to do.
hopefully that gives you a bit of an indication um, into who we are and what we're planning to do. And this is what we're going to get to see um, in 2022, next year. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, and next bit. Um, so you may have seen that uh, there's been a lot of coverage in the, the news recently about um, satellite launch uh, and the reason for this is because satellites are coming down in price substantially. Um, and the reason for this again is because they're coming down in size. So historically when satellites may, maybe were the size of a minibus or a small car and cost millions to tens of millions to sometimes hundreds of millions of pounds, you can now launch a small satellite um, which can be as small as a lunchbox or, or it's sort of 10 inch cube um, for less than a million pounds. Uh, and that's why it's becoming a lot more popular. Um, and there's, there's four different types of orbit um, around our Earth, um, high Earth orbit, mid Earth orbit, and you've got a geostationary Earth orbit, which is a very important orbit for a lot of larger satellites because that sits in an orbit, um, a geosynchronous orbit where the satellite and the satellite dish will always be at the same um, pointing towards each other because of how the Earth rotates and, and the satellite will rotate around the Earth at exactly the same speed. Um, and then we've got low Earth orbit, and it's, it's low Earth orbit that we're talking about, um, LEO. Um, and low Earth orbit satellites tend to be good for things like communication, but also low Earth observation. And um, in regards to low Earth observation, I've, I've got a couple of images uh, that we can now see on screen. Um, hopefully you can see that that, that is um, of the space store. Um, and if you've ever been there, uh, I don't know where people are tuning in from. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to see that and see how close we could get. Um, and we could get quite close to some of the cars. And, and that's um, open source data at the moment. Um, and you may think, oh, okay, so what can, can you do with that um, sort of low earth observation? And some of the things are, um, uh, can we go on to the next slide, please? Uh, some of the things are, are um, looking at uh, droughts uh, and um, so this is a severe drought in, in, in uh, South America. And this looked at the yearly change, um, also particularly good for things like forest fires. Um, if we could go on to the next slide again, please. Um, it, it can also be used to help farmers. Um, so if a farmer has an area of their field uh, that needs um, extra fertilizer um, or extra pesticides, low earth observation can be used almost down to individual plant level. Um, to see um, where, uh, where that pesticide and fertilizer needs to be used. Um, and in the future, who knows whether that satellite could then relay information to, to an autonomous tractor to then go and fertilize and pesticide that individual part of that field, rather than using pesticide and fertilizer on a whole field. Also particularly good for things like um, illegal fishing. Um, historically quite difficult to track illegal fishing, but now by using sort of um, satellite data and GPS data, now able to see um, where different countries are fishing um, and track that a lot more closely. If we go on to the next slide, please. Uh, another area is um, monitoring pollution levels. So uh, this is uh, a satellite called Sentinel-5P, which has been put up specifically for environmental reasons. And this tracks, um, uh, I think it's carbon, dioxide, uh, carbon monoxide, no, not carbon monoxide. Um, I can't quite see it on the screen. Um, nitrogen dioxide levels um, across the UK over the course of a week. Um, I don't think the, it, it works on here, but it, it shows that over the course of a week, uh, Monday to Friday, there's quite high nitrogen dioxide levels 
um, in the major city areas of London, Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham. Um, but on the weekend, that drops off substantially. Um, and I think from that, we may be able to take that um, the nitrogen, uh, nitrogen dioxide levels go up, particularly during commuting times. Um, and it's going to be really interesting with COVID and with people working from home much more, how those um, levels have changed. Um, and it, but it's only by tracking those things, by using satellite information, that we're able to see whether the things that we're putting in place are having uh, any impact or any change um, on what we are trying to impact. Um, next slide, please. Um, satellites can also sometimes surprise us. Um, so this is another low Earth observation satellite that was um, put up to monitor the ice shelves. Um, and it actually found a, a new colony of emperor penguins by, by finding one of their nesting sites. I, I just put that in for a bit of fun because I thought it was quite interesting, really. Uh, next, uh, next slide. So what is the opportunity for Cornwall and the UK? And next slide again, please. So in Cornwall, we're going to have a runway and a spaceport with Spaceport Cornwall and Cornwall Airport Newquay. Uh, we're going to have an aircraft and a rocket through Virgin Orbit. We've already got world-class mission control facilities through Goonhilly Earth Station. And we've also got a satellite applications catapult that is there to help businesses set up or to help businesses diversify into using satellites as um, one of their um, sort of business methods. Um, across the UK, there's, there's huge developments um, within the space sector generally. Um, there's, there's, uh, you're extremely close to, or, or in Oxford, you're extremely close to the Harwell site, um, which is just a huge area of different space organisations. And if you are interested in that area, I would suggest doing some research into some of those companies that are there, because some of them are, are really fascinating. Um, there's a lot of support for us locally setting up and I've just got a very short video to, to highlight that. With an increase of 164% in less than a decade, the space industry in Cornwall is on an upward curve, welcoming many high growth companies onto the scene. We're looking for more disruptive businesses to shape a new space economy. What's on offer? We provide support and funding. We'll help you move, settle in, and set up shop. And with our connections, we'll personally introduce you to the space neighbours on your doorstep. Spaceport Cornwall is Europe's horizontal satellite launch location, and our collaboration with Virgin Orbit means we can provide rapid, low-cost and safe access to space. And with Goonhilly Earth Station, Spaceport Cornwall's mission control partner, we offer industry and communications gateway to space. Disruptors, innovators, explorers, trailblazers. Let's talk. Um, that, that video was created by an organisation called Aerospace Cornwall, um, and they're another organisation that will help businesses do that initial part piece of research um, on whether they uh, can diversify products um, or use space in their business. Um, so that they're, they're another great organisation and very supportive of the, the space sector locally generally. Um, talking on a national level again, um, I said that the, the space sector is, is growing quickly um, and that's because the UK government have targeted the UK with capturing 10% uh, of the global um, £400 billion space economy by 2030. Um, we currently manufacture a lot of the world's satellites 
um, but we have no launch facility uh, and that's something that, that we will change and, and the launch market is said to be worth 10 billion pounds over the next decade this the space sector is also growing at a much faster rate than a lot of other sectors um, next slide please one one area that's uh, extremely important to me is uh, the ability to inspire the next generation um, during the Apollo missions in the US, they saw a huge spike in students studying STEM, or I, I always like to call it STEAM, so science, technology, engineering, arts and mathematics. And I, and I like to include the arts in there because I think that ability to think creatively is extremely important in, in all those areas. Uh, and they, they saw students studying STEAM subjects right up to PhD level, and they had no outreach programme. And we're hoping that by having an outreach programme that we can uh, motivate students uh, towards looking at, at STEM and STEAM subjects and studying those to the highest level. Whether or not they work in the space sector at, at the end of it, um, that's not necessarily so important to me, but I think space can be that great hook to get them into, um, to get them excited about, about science, mathematics, um, and, and that's what I'm hoping. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, and again, so the opportunity for the future generations. Um, talking about jobs and and uh, when i do a lot of presentations especially in primary school i get a lot of uh, questions from astronauts and i know that you've got an astronaut coming on uh, to talk to you next week um, but i'm not uh, necessarily talking about astronauts uh, this time i'm talking more about what's on the other side of this page um, so things like spaceport operations space plane and rocket systems um, aerospace engineers, you know, it's, it's widely known that uh, engineering is in short supply in a lot of different sectors and there's no different in the space sector. Um, and, and the other area where I can see huge, like some of the biggest opportunities is that downstream application development. There's so much data coming back from satellites now, but how do we use that data uh, in a way to benefit humanity, but also in a, in a commercially wise way? Um, I think uh, a lot of the next millionaires are going to be people who manage to to use that data um, effectively and, and create those next products that we all want to use. Next slide, please. I've got some information here about um, how things are developing. Um, so um, the, one of the first uh, space scientist uh, apprenticeships um, kicked off. Uh, I think that was towards the end of last year and, and apprenticeships are growing. Um, However, 62% of the jobs advertised in the space sector last year um, did require a, a degree level qualification or higher. Um, so on the other side of this page is, is an organization called UCAS, and, and that uh, website is particularly good for looking at courses and university courses that may be of interest. Another good website to look at is um, spacejobs.uk. Um, and when I speak to students, I always suggest that they look at things like spacejobs.uk find a job that they may be interested in and then work backwards to see what they need um, to what skills what qualifications they would need to get that job and then that can give them a bit of direction towards where they go uh, next slide please um, i've put in just a few other bits um, for people who are interested in getting into the sector so there's the space careers website um, for, um, for any um, sort of university students who are listening, there's a UK, uh, UKSA um, Space Placements in Industry, um, SPIN program, um, and 
I imagine they'll be advertising for those soon, but they're a funded internship um, over the summer holidays. Um, so I think students can get about £3,000 to work for six to eight weeks um, on a science, a space specific project. Um, the other things I say is engage, you know, find the companies that you want to work for in the future and engage with them on social media, get involved with their competitions and things they have. Um, find those opportunities. Another area of huge opportunity, I think, is new business. There's a lot of support and funding out there for businesses who set up. Um, so explore, if you've got an idea, explore it, speak to the right people, see if there are, is funding to support um, trying to get a minimum viable, viable product or, or do that initial piece of research. And if there are any young people listening or, or older people listening, um, there's a, a, an organization locally called Falmouth Launchpad, and that's based at Falmouth University, and that's actually a funded um, business entrepreneurship masters where students get paid £16,000 to study but they also have to set up a business whilst they're on it and that business doesn't necessarily have to be space focused but there are a number of space organi space organizations that have sort of rolled out from that from that course. I think that's the end of my uh, whistle stop um, tour of Spacebook Cornwall. Uh, I look forward to receiving your questions. Sorry if the presentation was a little bit glitchy for some of you um, we had fun in the background half an hour before before this, trying to get everything um, going right, and, and I think it's been okay. David, thank you so much for uh, that presentation. I've got uh, just so many things that I want to ask you and talk to you about and unpack a bit further. Um, I mean, first of all, just it's it's so exciting what you're doing. Um, and in that earlier video, um, you showed like a group, just a huge group of tourists and young people and, you know, older people looking at, uh, you know, at a launch that could happen from the UK. Um, I mean, we ha have we ever had a launch from the UK soil? Has no, that ever no, happened? No, this, this will be the first launch from UK soil. We have had, uh, we've, we've built a rocket before and, and launched it uh, abroad, but we, this will be the first launch. I mean, um, and that's absolutely exciting. So what kind of, what kind of timelines are we talking about here? I mean, you know, some, I, I, I moved over here six years ago from the US and the idea of launching from UK soil was very much the twinkle in people's eye. Um, but it, it, it feels much more real now. What are we talking about? Is this happening this year, next year, three so years from now? Next year, next year will be launched. We, we were looking at um, very early next year, um, but I think with COVID, it has nudged it back slightly um, to looking towards middle of next year. Um, and a, a lot has been uh, hinging on the, the technology being proven to them to them be over. We've been we've been getting things ready from a, from a spaceport side, um, and now Virgin Orbit are also ready to to bring that technology over and, and launch from here. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uber exciting um, when it happens, and we will be planning um, probably a, a sort of two or three day festival around that to, to engage businesses, students, the public. Um, and the, um, what we'll be able to see from Nuki will just be the, the plane and the rocket taking off. It will probably fly um, two to three hours to get to, to its launch um, site um, and then launch from there. But, but we'll have coverage of that, I would imagine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to ask for you to unpack a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about horizontal launch. So I, I wonder if some of the viewers that are tuning in today 
um, or watching this later on YouTube are, are wondering, you know, we're talking about launch, but we're seeing airplanes take off and, you know, uh, it, you know, the, where's the, the vertical launch? What, so, so what is it, um, you know, what, I don't think people associate launch with, with, you know, aircraft necessarily. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit more about that and why, why launch this way? Why not have a, a rocket, a vertical rocket? So, um, so it has been it has been done before a rocket being launched from a plane, um, but but a long time ago. Um, but the main reason for launching from a plane is um, the ability to be flexible um, with uh, where those satellites are placed. Um, so by la launching with a plane, they can get to um, different positions to launch that rocket to get to those specific areas that the satellites need to be. Sometimes with vertical launch, to get those satellites into position, you can be talking months, whereas through this launch, it should be a lot faster. And I think one place that we can see it being used a lot is, is for the replacement of satellites. So if a satellite fails um, or, or is reaching the end of its life, then I, I think this flexibility will, um, will, will offer that the thing they need. That's interesting. So do we have any plans then in Cornwall to, to develop a vertical capability or will it, it primarily be horizontal? No plans yet for a vertical um, capability, but you know, 10 years ago, there were no plans for a horizontal. So who knows uh, what the future ever holds? Um, I, I, I never like to say a definitive yes or no until until it's it's on the table um so who knows what the future holds but no no plans yet well i, I like that answer that's 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 the way to go so what what can the so so i i've kind of got this idea of what the public can go and see what i can take my family down to see and uh about a you know a year's time when there's a launch and you know the festival and all that but what can the public come and see now? What's what's going on? Can we? Is there anything that people can come and, and do now um, at Spaceport Cornwall, or what should we? Or if, if not, what what should we be waiting for? What what's what what's coming down the pipeline? At the moment, we're very much in the development phase. We we've just um, had the building contractors in to to uh, remove some of the buildings so that we can build the buildings that we need. Um, we've just been successful in some um, further funding, um, and that will be used to develop the buildings that we need to house um, the the Virgin plane, um, but also to um, put the satellites. Um, into the rocket and then um, we've also got funding for uh, an educational space which I'll be kind of looking after to host students um, on, on a regular basis on uh, I would envisage sort of half day um, visits but you know in the long run I would love to see um, a much larger space well science center rather than just space but you know that is probably a number of years off um, in the next year, it will be that sort of educational space um, and, and sort of viewing area. Excellent, excellent. Well, I mean, you've got me excited to come down and bring the family. I mean, going to Cornwall is already great. You can go to the Eden Project, and they, they do a lot around space. Uh, there's Goonhilly, and uh, now there's going to be this awesome place uh, with a spaceport where we actually are, like, sending things into space. So that is, that is super cool. So keep us uh, posted on that. Um, just a reminder to our, our viewers, if you've got any questions or, or comments, please shoot them our way. Uh, we've got one, uh, you know, one fan that's already 
uh, uh, can tell that you're wearing a Spaceport Cornwall shirt. Oh, so maybe uh, you could show that off a little bit. Uh, yeah, there, you go. Um, there yeah, we go. Um, um, and I, I've seen the question there. Uh, can they be picked up by the masses? Not yet, uh, but we are um, looking at merchandise and um, we're going to be rolling that out soon. And it's, it's uh, hopefully you'll be able to pick it up from the space store um, in the future as well. Brilliant. Oh, I love hearing that. Well, I, you know, I, I get a little, I pretty much my whole wardrobe is space or uh, space or uh, uh, t-shirts and, you know, from all of our different space partners. So it'd be so great to have space Cornwall in there too. Now I mentioned, and you mentioned Goonhilly for a little bit and maybe yeah. people don't know what that is. So could you tell us what, what is this weird name Goonhilly and how are you guys working together? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so Goonhilly Earth Station, um, you, you may have seen them before. I've got the, the large um, satellite receiver dishes. I think, I think their largest is uh, 32 meters um, across. And that, that's recently been um, transformed to be a deep space uh, communication um, satellite dish. And, and that was used during the Perseverance um, landing recently. Um, and, and they are the place that brings that data um, back down um, from the satellites and receives that data and, and um, uses that um passes that data on to to their customers um so i think there's a question in uh, in in the the chat bar about um who will be providing that aerial view um of products to farmers in disaster relief that uh, that is likely to be organizations like goon hilly who, who bring that data um back down to to ground level um but it, it, we won't be doing that from spaceport cornwall we we will be the sort of launch facility Excellent. So it sounds like what you're saying is that launch really enables so many of these things that you even talked about in your talk, helping out farmers, helping out, uh, you know, you, you mentioned eyes on the sea um, so that we're, you know, combating illegal fishing. So, you know, shout out to, to Ocean Mind, uh, one of our space partners who, who work uh, in that field. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like the launch helps enable that by putting the satellites in space. Yeah, absolutely. I think even now there's so much data like i mentioned there's so much data coming down um it's how do we use that data um in a positive way um we're, we're doing um some work with uh, university of exeter and um, we've set some of their master's students uh, a few projects um and uh, the three projects that come back are really exciting one is around looking at the kelp forests um, around cornwall um, and the uk uh, because kelp is a, is a massive carbon sink um, and to see whether the kelp is flourishing or, or whether it's being challenged because there's there's not been a lot of research on on how the kelp is looking um, and also it grows so quickly that if it's harvested it can be used for biofuel um, so we're doing a project to to use satellites to to monitor that kelp and then inform uh, the likes of Cornwall Council to say um, what's happening and then if there may be opportunity in the future to maybe have um, a kelp forest that, that Cornwall has to help offset some of some of the um, carbon emissions. Excellent, excellent. And it sounds like you know we, you've talked about that. You know we've got you're, you've got these aspirations and plans to build these education outreach centers. You know that um, that that you'll be providing this launch capability. But what what else? Uh, Goonhilly's got this amazing um, capability to bring in space data even supporting the recent Perseverance uh, uh, rover um, activity that you mentioned on Mars. So, so what else is, is in store for Cornwall? What else is, uh, in, in, in particular, your spaceport? What are you aiming to be with regards to the space sector? I mean, what are you guys trying to do? 
we're, we're, we're hoping to be that catalyst that um, make other organizations or new organizations see Cornwall as a place to, to set up, um, to be close to launch and to be close to uh, the data coming down and to really build that cluster um, here. You know, there's a few great clusters already in the UK um, and ours is very much developing um, and we want to be that catalyst to help that grow. Um, whether that be working with education or outreach with businesses. Um, and we're very well linked with the um, sort of aerospace Cornwall and the satellite application catapults. We're well aware of the funding that's out there. So we can be a gateway into um, those discussions with, with other people. Excellent, excellent. That is so exciting. Well, I, as, um, as a space store, for, for those uh, who don't know, we actually are headquartered at the Harwell campus and the Harwell Space Cluster, which has, you know, something around the like, likes of like 100 space companies. Um, and only six years ago, it was like maybe 40 companies or something. So I think, you know, this idea, you know, before that, you know, years before that was only one or two or three. So I think that aspiration is, is amazing. And we're starting to see these clusters pop up in different places in the UK, like Leicester and in Scotland, and now in Cornwall. And really, you don't have to twist my arm to go to Cornwall. I mean, it's just such a great place to visit. So, uh, so sign me up. Um, I, I know that that is, it just sounds like um, it, uh, really great, um, you know, development that's going on. I think we, uh, we, we sometimes call it Kernofornia, Steve. Just uh, Kerno is uh, Cornwall in, in Cornish, and uh, yeah, Kernofornia because of its proximity to the sea and the uh, the more pleasant climate. And, and that is a nice shout out because I'm originally from California. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, just a reminder to our audience, if you've got any more questions, uh, please send them in our way. Um, uh, we've got, um, you know, we'll, we'll take a few more questions, but I've got a couple more for you, uh, Dave. Um, I think, you know, we, we get a lot of different audience members on, on our show. We've got, you know, young people, folks that have been around the block for a little while, but, your story um, is is really fascinating, you know, uh, about like you you personally and your career and how, you know, you, you like Cornwall, like the spaceport Cornwall might be the first place that a satellite is launched from UK soil ever. I mean, that's historic. I mean, this will be in the history books, um, and and you get to be the person that tells everybody about that. You're you know the person like doing that outreach. So so. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how your career has evolved to get to where you're at. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's been quite diverse. I mean, none of the main team here actually have a background in the space sector. We've all come from other sectors uh, and brought our sort of skills and knowledge to, to the space sector. Uh, my background is uh, I studied business management at university. Um, and then whilst at university, I worked for uh, an organization called uh, AIM Hire and Widening Participation. Uh, and that was there to help um, people from disadvantaged backgrounds look at university as a, a potential option for them in the future, because um, there was a, a big drop off from, from students from disadvantaged backgrounds actually looking and going to university. Um, so after I finished um, that, I worked in, in marketing for a while. Um, and then recently I worked for an organization called the Careers Hub uh, in Cornwall, uh, and that's there to link businesses and education and be that link and support that because it's based on a, a piece of work that says you cannot be what you cannot see, um, which makes complete sense to me. Um, and, and it's only by getting out there and talking to school students that, that businesses can help inspire them about 
um, what their future opportunities are. And whilst I worked for them, I uh, had a space sector focus. Um, so I led on um, a number of uh, space sector sort of developments, educational developments, including um, there's a competition from the UK Space Agency, which asked students to come up with uh, new ideas of how to use satellites to benefit humanity. It's called Satellife. Um, and there's a, a £25,000 prize pot each year linked mm. to that. And Cornish students have now won, uh, they, they won six prizes um, amounting to £25,000 over the last three years. Um, and then have also been up to the UK Space Agency to pitch their ideas. And one of them got offered another £30,000. And I think it was that work that I also made Spaceport Cornwall well aware that I would like to work for them in the future. Um, and I think it was that work that helped support me into this role. Um, so I, I've been working um, doing this job for the last six months um, and I love it. I, I love the uh, engagement with young people. It's been different doing everything virtually, but it's allowed me to have a much greater reach um, like this um, and, and reach more, more students. And the questions they ask are superb. They do. They ask the toughest questions. Dave, I think your answer is is just absolutely brilliant. So for any of our audience that are listening and for anybody that's ever been to the space store or seen me before and chatted with me about space, you'll know that I, I, uh, I say this a lot. But man, whether you're in uh, marketing or you're in nutrition or you're in English or you're in science, it doesn't matter you can be involved in the space industry and the exciting things that are going on. And I think your story uh, is excellent. And it just shows that, um, you know, there's just so many different ways and there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. And I, I really like that slide that you showed of all the different kinds of jobs and uh, roles. I mean, it's not just astronauts. Uh, don't yeah. get me wrong. Love the astronauts. We've got one coming on the show soon. Uh, but yeah, really love that, Dave. Thanks for, uh, thanks for encouraging and inspiring for that. I think with the astronauts thing, um, if you look at the, the landing on the moon, it, it took 400,000 people to, to make that moon landing. Um, and the astronauts get, you know, all of the starlight, but none of that could have happened without the people on the ground making, uh, making that, that work. Agreed. And, and my grandfather was one of those people um, that was totally behind the scenes and he was a logistics guy. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah very inspirational to me even joining the space sector well we are just about out of time dave we've got one last question from the audience that i can't let go without asking it uh and and that is could the second space store location be spaceport cornwall who knows that, uh, that, that maybe in the future we can have those discussions then you'll be able to then you'll be able to get down here steve Dude, well, count me in. It's easy, easy enough. Uh, I love coming to Cornwall, so um, that don't have to twist my arm. Well, um, anything else you want to tell our audience, Dave, before we wrap up? No, just just thank you very much for listening to me today and, and the engagement. Um, I love doing things like this and just spreading the, the space message. Thank you for listening to the Space Door podcast. You can tune in live to our space talks and be part of the Q&A every Thursday at 7pm on youtube.com forward slash space live. Whilst you're there, catch up with season one and two of the space talks and lots more. Like what you heard today, why not support us by visiting our website spacedoor.co and check out how we are bringing space to everyone, everywhere, every day.